still thinking of changing the name. Welcome, uh, folks. We are back at the old homestead. We're back uh, at House Lombard after a, I'd say, successful vacation. We're Successful. We had a good time, and uh, we even managed to get a podcast up. Hopefully the audio quality wasn't terrible last week. Yes, I haven't uh, listened back to that one yet, but um, I'll probably do that in the car tomorrow. It didn't sound too bad. No? From what I listen to but well because i mean it was on our phone it's not like right i mean it's not gonna be the greatest but it is what it is but now we're back to our echoey yes mr the dog is back with us so if you hear any weird licking noises any little nails on the floor that's him it is not uh bloodthirsty dogs coming for sweet 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 satisfaction but we will get to that a little well no you know what fuck it let's talk about it right now Ramsey Bolton eating it. Probably the greatest moment of release on this show. It, I was going to say, I think this is the most satisfying death we've had. But because none of the deaths are satisfying. It's always been people that we've at least li- kind of liked. Like, even when Tywin got murdered. Right, you Totally liked had it coming. I fucking loved Tywin Lannister. Right. Uh, but no, R- Ramsey is a monster. And... Deserve to die in the most brutal way possible. Yes. And I like that we apologize for the... uh, Fireworks. Firing at the battlements here at the House Lombard. We have people uh, knocking at the door trying to take what is ours. (laughs) And we're not going to let that happen. But yeah, it's totally fireworks. Because it's, you know, two weeks till the 4th of July, you got to start lighting that shit off. Well, you got to practice. You do. Because you you don't want to fail at the big game. (laughs) But, um, oh, so satisfying. And the thing is, and I say this about wrestling. You've been saying that I haven't had any wrestling references in a while. So here we go on a tangent. Sometimes the most obvious path is the most satisfying. Well, the other thing I was thinking um, on the way up here was... That long, arduous trek. Yes. Up those two half flights of stairs. Well, as we have become accustomed to doing, we are not talking about it until we actually start recording. Correct. So, yeah, I was holding something in. You got a problem with that? No. Okay. Um, no, what I was thinking on... I just thought it was funny you said on the way up here. Well, yeah, there are st- there's technically two flights of stairs. Technically. Uh, <laughs> what I was thinking was, uh, this is probably the most predictable ex- episode... Yes. Of ever, um, and it, it happened exactly the way we thought it was. Totally so fine, though. But I don't mind that at all. Sometimes no. when you set the story pins up, just knock the story pins down. Right, and it made perfect sense. Everything worked out. You don't give Damien Sandow the money in the bank briefcase and then run him against John Cena, only to have him lose like a fucking chump. <laughs> Spoiler. We love you, Damien Sandow, or whatever you're calling yourself now. I hope you're doing well. You totally don't listen to this podcast, but I miss you. And I went away. 
Uh, you know, I don't think we're going to go very long today because, I mean, not terribly much actually happened. I mean, we could talk for a fair amount we'll about still, what happened, for we're, sure. we're still going to end up talking the entire time, Probably, sure. probably, yeah. But, I mean, really two things happened in this episode. Well, you had two check-ins with, you got some Marine, yep. and then you got the Battle of the Bastards. Right. Which we kind of said we did, weren't sure that the entire episode was going to be dedicated to Bastard Bowl. Right. But, um, yeah, so we got a little marine action, which was good. We got to see Danny laying waste with the dragons mm-hmm. and putting down the masters for good. So that's, that's that done. storyline. We don't have to worry about that anymore. Right. And, and she's got some ships now. And then Theon and Yara show up. And they pledge their ships as long as Danny supports. They'll support her claim to the Seven Kingdoms. As long as Danny supports Yara their claim. Right, 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 Yara right. They have to give up their entire way of life, which is good because the Ironborn are kind of assholes. But, yeah. Do you think they'll actually succeed in that, though? Or do you think there's going to be some backstabbing? Of course there's going to be some backstabbing. There's no way there's not. Right. But, so, we'll see where that goes. And... For, you know, I thought the episode itself really established pretty well that Maureen is done. Yes. But furthering that in the preview for next week, uh, you get Tyrion basically telling Danny, uh, you're in the Game of Thrones now. Right. So we're moving. Right. We're exactly. done. So. Well, I really like the conversation they had about how um, they really appealed to Daenerys's, you know, Womanness being like, because she was talking to Theon at first, because she, you know, well, it was Tyrion talking to Theon, going like, well, oh, you know, oh, how the mighty have fallen, jackass, and it was like, you're not deserving to be a ruler, and Theon even said that, no, it's not me, it's it's her, she's the one that should sit on the salt throne. Yeah. And I did also like the little, like, uh, when they were like, um... Their uncle is coming, and he's going to, you know, pledge some ships as well, but he also wants to give you, I, I believe the quote was his gigantic cock. Yes. Big cock. They like the word cock. They do. They're fans of it. Cock and cunt. They're big on, uh, big on this show. Mm-hmm. And Danny wasn't really about that, but she asked uh, Theon and Ara, well, like, is that, you know, kind of come with your, you know, Offer to, and Yara's like, well, I'm up for anything, but, you know, I'm not, you know, demanding it. Ask, sure, why, why not? Which is interesting, and as I was thinking about that, Danny, we've established, cannot have children, correct? The only children she'll have are the dragons. Right. So, for her to sit on the Iron Throne, there's no chance of... There will be no lineage. Well, I mean, you can get it, it can pass True. to, like, somebody else, you know, it can go to, like, right. a, an uncle or, like, a, a nephew or something, you know, some other relation, but Danny doesn't have any more relations that we know of. I know there are some, oh, we didn't make our tinfoil hats. We didn't. To be fair, we did just get back from vacation today. We did. For next episode, we have to have our tinfoil hats. So, pretend we're putting tinfoil hats on, crinkle, 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 crinkle. Maybe we'll get Aaron. Iron, he's got to come out here to watch the season finale. The finale. And podcast with us. That just needs to be an entirely different, like, 
five-hour-long podcast, because that's just going to be insane. But there are some people who subscribe to the theory that Tyrion may actually be part Targaryen. Right. So, we're not... I don't know that that kind of has been brought up much on the show uh, in any way that the Mad King may have lain with or raped uh, Tywin's wife, uh, Lady Joanna, I believe her name was. Mm -hmm. So... We're not totally sure on that. I just want to see Tyrion on one of those dragons laying ways. And that was also a uh, pretty satisfying scene. Well, it was. It was nice to finally see, okay, you know, you saw the other two dragons. What is it? Um, I forget their names. Yeah. That's helpful. One of them's names after her brother. Uh, you know what? We'll look it up later. This, yes. is, this is why we need The people. other two dragons. The other two dragons bust out of the crypts where they had been kept, and they fly with, uh, what is it? Uh, who's the main Drogon. Drogon. And, um, yeah, they start laying waste. I think they only really destroy the one ship. Right. Because well, they need the other ones. They well, just need to scare the shit out of everybody. That was interesting, because, you know, Daenerys shows up in Marine. Um, at the end of last episode, and then she's talking with Tyrion about their battle plan this time, and she wants to just come in and fucking kill everyone. Yes. And then Tyrion... Um, it's like, hey, remember how an asshole your father was? Um, and, <clears throat> just a little aside here, it reminds us of all the wildfire under King's Landing. Hint, hint, wig, wig. Oh, totally. Uh, it's it's getting blown up. There's no way it's not. So, um, and he says, you know, if if you kill everyone, that's the same thing. Um, so you know, he, he kind of talks her talks her into an alternate approach, um, which is just as effective. Oh yeah, um, and she ends up with ships. So, I mean, you're in. It's a win, 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 win. So. <laughs> Um, it was, yeah, so that was, uh, I think the whole stuff in Marine was good. Viserion, Rhaegal, and Drogon. Those are the dragon's names. Okay. One's name for her brother, uh, Viserys, who I miss. Like, I'm looking forward to our rewatch, because I really want to talk about him getting his golden crown. Viserys? Which is one of the... Best scenes. Best scenes ever. of that first season. That first season is so good. I'm really excited to watch it again. And then uh, Drogon, obviously, for Khal Drogo. And uh, Rhaegal is after her um, eldest brother, right. Rhaegar Targaryen. Speaking of, we should be getting the final uh, piece of the Tower of Joy shit. I can't, week. yeah, I can't imagine they're going to close the season out without no. filling in. I think those cap. actors are coming back, so. Uh, and. You know, presumably, Bran's got to get south of the wall. Well, again, I think because they didn't show us much in that preview. No, they really didn't. And that's probably a smart way to go. No, for sure. It definitely is. Because we've predicted a couple crazy things. We predict wall coming down, or at least the magic guarding the wall being broken when Bran crosses. And then the complete and utter destruction of King's Landing. Because of that wildfire. 
Uh, yeah, it'd be uh, amazing if both things happened. Well, and I have, I th- leaning more toward the King Landing, King's Landing thing, because like we said with the Hound earlier this season, and they had Aria talking about mm-hmm. him, you're not bringing something like that up without reason. So it'll be interesting to see what they show in the previously on. Because the other thing we big we got tonight was uh, Sir Davos discovering what happened to Shireen. Yeah. And holding it together pretty well, I thought. And the preview shows that he's taking it to... Right, Shanta instead of just murdering Snow. the shit out of her, which right. we kind of thought he would do, he's, right, bringing it to... Which would be interesting, because obviously John is like, look, I mean, she did bring me back, so... Right. It's... That's gonna be interesting. Because they've had a whole lot of, uh... Back and forth about the Lord of Light, and, you know, what the importance of it is, and... Eventually, sooner or later, it's going to... You know, they're gonna have to resolve that. Right, right, right. So, and... What you know? John, there was a scene in tonight's episode where John uh, confronts Melisandre, asking for advice, and you know he asks her, "Well, how did you how how did you know that's what the Lord of Light wanted you to do was to bring me back?" Right. And you know she kind of gives one of those bullshit religious answers, um, and I forget exactly what she said, but just knows what kind of fucking god would do that. Well, she was like, maybe he just brought you back so that you would die on this in this battle, right? And then he was like, really? <laughs> are you are you serious? Right. Uh, and I guess that was to add a little tension, but it's like, no, it was just no like him being John dead last knows. season. Like, right. fuck off, though. No. Um. So next week, uh, I think is going to piece together uh, a couple things. I. Oh, mm-hmm. I really think I really think this season ends with White Walkers. Well, one there's no way it doesn't. Well, one the episode is entitled "The Winds of Winter." Right. For one. No shit's gonna like shit's going down next episode. Uh, I it wouldn't surprise me if it's the wall comes down or they breach it. No, Although, because this has to be. No, the long night is starting. I personally think they'll opt to go with the wall crumbling because it'll be a better visual and a lot more intimidating. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they, in this big, like, this has been a constant in this show. That's the very first episode. Right. And for it to completely just be torn down would be... That's game-changing. Right. And I think going into these final episodes... We need that giant game changer. Right. You, you, that that wall needs to fall. There needs to be resolution in King's Landing, which it, hopefully is just going to be burned to the ground. Well, and it looks like we're getting uh, Sir Loris's trial. Right. And I don't know about Cersei. Because Cersei's been like, fuck you, I choose violence. Right. So. Uh, yeah, she's, I th- she's just going to go. She's going to burn. She is. I think that's exactly what she's going to do. 
And you know, well, there's need- a lot that could, there's a, they're going to have to cover a lot of territory. Well, and I think that's an extended episode. I think it's going to be like 70 minutes instead of 60. Uh, yeah, something like that. It's I, a little longer. It'll be longer. Because there is. There's a lot of place setting. we got to get a lot of people to where they need to go. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see the Brave, um, or the Brotherhoods Without, the Brotherhood Without Banners and the Hound At already pretty far north, or arriving there. Right. So, I mean, we better at least see them. What the hound? I know. Hound all the time. Hound. Him and, uh, Brienne. Yes. And I want Tormund, having been so near death, just go right up to Brienne. And try and make some shit happen. It won't. No. But it'd be glorious. But even if we just get some more... I just some more some more jiffable things. Yes. That's that's just what we need out of life. Jiffable. Jiffable. Now, we also saw in the preview for next week, yeah, uh Littlefinger discussing with Sansa. You know what I want. You know what I want. Um <laughs> yeah. But I don't think she's gonna acquiesce. I don't think so either. Because I think she's sick of being like, no, I'm not just here to be like married off to who the fuck ever. Right. And I also don't want to get married to somebody who's, like, crushing on my mom. That's, like, super creepy. Right. So. Like, stop it. Stop it, Game of Thrones. Stop it. Uh, yeah. We'll see uh, what goes down there. I feel like that's good. I mean, I think Winterfell is going to be a very quick check-in next week. Uh, because I think there are other places you have that. to spend more time. Because I think you got to resolve... We're not going to resolve it, but check in with a little finger and Sansa stuff. And then you've got Sudavos and Melisandre. And then if the Brotherhood Without Banners gets up there... I don't know, yeah. So I think we might hang out and, and you got to see... We're not going to end the season without seeing Brienne again. Probably not, no. Yeah. So. Uh, one thing... Going back to Sansa, uh, you know, when the episode, it was a couple episodes ago where she meets Littlefinger, off in secret, mm-hmm. and she withholds that information from John. Yes. And I think tonight you really see the payoff of that is that she, f- I, and I want to give Sansa the credit for this. And that she's this. She was smart enough to do this, in that 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 she knew that Ramsay would bait would play John John because he didn't. So he, she needed she needed a card she that John didn't know. Hole. Right. Well, because she told him, you know, you don't know him. He likes to hurt people. Right. And sadly, well, let's we'll get into the Battle of the Bastards now. The countdown clock. Over poor Rick and Stark. <laughs> Finally reached zero this evening. Oh, and I think we're sitting there, and I I think I said out loud, you son of a bitch, or something like that. Well, and it's just, and you see, and Ramsey knows, you know, that the Starks, you know, they're not a lot of them anymore. So you really, they're a valuable commodity here. So, not only that, but they are a family. They love each other. So, yeah, dragging Rickon into this and being like, yep. And yeah, well, it was, I thought it was really interesting the way they shot it right before the battle started. 
Because you see Ramsey right up and he's holding a rope behind him. And he's leading somebody. And you know it's going to be Rickon. But I'm having, like, acid flashbacks to Martyrs. Where they're like, we allow, like, spoilers for this, like, random French horror movie. The end of it... Yeah, I know. I'm weird. Whatever. At the end of it, um... Like, the whole point of the movie is they take these girls and they, like, abuse them horrifically to make them into martyrs so that they can, like, achieve this higher plane of existence and, like, see if there's a higher power. And, uh, they end up flaying this girl. And so they bring her out and she's skinless except for, like, her face, if memory serves. But, um... So that's what I was expecting, almost. A flayed... A flayed, like... Rickon... Exactly. But then you're thinking, you're like, no, that doesn't make any fucking sense. But it's still, them not showing you it. Well. You're having all of these, like, you're imagining the most horrible thing that could have happened to him. And then it he's ends fine. up being worse. Right. Well, no, but he, they bring him out and they've done nothing to him. Yeah. Which then you know it's going to, oh my god, he's going to, d- yeah, okay. Well, and. Well, and they were showing Strategically, some, it made a lot of sense. Oh, definitely. But they're showing, like, shots of, like, flayed men on fire, like, on the battlefield. And you're thinking, eh, one of those might be Rickon. We don't know. But then you see Ramsey come up, and you're like, oh, my God, what has he done to him? What has he done to him? Nothing. He's done nothing. But since he knows the Starks, and he knows how he can bait John with this, it's genius when you think about it. Because yeah. you have John gets on his horse, tries to ride out there to save Rickon, and... Yeah, you got the commander crazy far away from his like soldiers, and we see it in that shot. It was very cool shot of John uh, standing there as With the, the rest horses of the cavalry are riding to, as uh, the Bolton cavalry is riding forward, and he's just <laughs> you see this kind of like yeah fuck, and he just pulls his sword and he's like all right, let's do this. I'm gonna die standing up, and then you see the rest of his cavalry, which isn't much clashes with the Bolton cavalry. Well, and one of the things that's really cool about the battle, uh, it, it accomplished a couple things. Uh, one, it really did make you think for a minute, like, what, what something hard, like, it's gonna, everyone but John, or... No. They did... Uh, you know what they did? I worried for Tormund. I thought Tormund was for sure going to die. I was pretty confident Tormund wasn't going to die. Yeah. I uh, I mean, we knew Woon Woon was going to die. We figured, right, right. Uh, you know, what we did learn is that whoever wrote and uh, directed this episode, I believe it was the creators of the show, really liked the movie 300. Because <laughs> not only do you have the wall of bodies... You also get the phalanx formation yes. with the spears. It was a, they really built the despair and the futility of the situation very well. Oh, for sure. You know, um, because you know at that at, at the point that you know they waited to the last possible second to bring in the Knights of the Veil, and you know that particular point, you thought yes. This is their only way out. Oh, and even oh, it definitely was their only way out. And even with John like getting crushed like under the bodies of everybody and pulling his way out, mm-hmm. as soon as he gets up and takes that gasp of air, that's when you hear the horn, right, signaling that the Knights of the Vale have come. 
Mm-hmm. You see the little finger sitting on his horse. All smug. Well, then you see Ramsey just being like, ah, fuck. fuck. All right. <laughs> and then he retreats to Winterfell. They, they... Well, first you get John Tormund and Wunwun climbing over the bodies, and they see him, and then John hears the Kill Bill siren in his head, and they start chugging after him. And it's not just them. There's a, it looks like it's just the three of them at first, then you have a bunch of other wildlings and... Uh, other Northmen go charging with him. So Ramsay gets back to Winterfell and he's like, alright, we're fine, we can totally outlast the siege. No worries, even though he has, like, no army anymore. It's just decimated, it's gone. And then Wunwun has this, you know, like, he's covered in arrows. He looks like a porcupine. And he's punching his way through the door. And there's one moment where he has his hand through and he's grabbing for, like, the thing that's barring the door. They shoot him, it's not an arrow, it's like a spike or something, and he just pulls his hand up, and you see the arrow just like, it's awesome. Yeah. So really pushing it through how strong and like formidable he is, so when he gets that final arrow in the eye from Ramsey and dies, it's very much like, oh, one, one, no, sadness. Yeah, uh, few things were have been as satisfying on the show as watching John pummel Ramsey in the face. Well, in another 300, or another uh, Frank Miller reference, I immediately went back to that yellow bastard when you've got uh, John Hardigan beating the shit out of the yellow bastard, and there I'm like, oh, he's just, he's not gonna stop until he's hitting just chunks of meat. But then, but then um, you see Sansa. John looks up at Sansa's there, and he's like, "Okay, I'll stop." I I thought he should have been like, "You you you, you want, want in? to come in? You want to come in? Do this? Come in on this." Well, and then also shout out to Sheila. Sansa got her due, man. Sheila was very concerned that Ramsay might die, like on the battlefield or in single combat with Jon Snow, and Sansa not get her chance for vengeance. I'm going to raise an interesting question. Sure. That I think we're probably going to agree with, but it's going to probably get you going. Does her rape scene make her vengeance more satisfying? But that's the whole cause for her revenge. Right. But if you didn't see it, if it was just implied... Would tonight have been as impactful? Well, I never watched the episode where it does happen. So I don't know how much you actually see of it. I mean, you don't... You From what I understand, they, like, zoom in to Theon's face. Right. He's standing there watching it, right. making it about Theon, and that's a whole other... Yeah. But um, we can talk about it on our rewatch. Um... Yeah, I think that's kind of a stupid question. I don't think it's a stupid question. I, I don't know. I think, because if you don't, if you don't... Well, that's her whole reason for wanting revenge. Right. So... But my point, you know, and I, I think you... I think you still could have got away with it doing it. You could have gotten by more on... The, the results. Are you thinking just because, like, would have been better of her taking, better for her to just take the high ground and be like, no, let's, 
lock him away, no, whatever. Not at all. I'm saying if they didn't have that scene, as a viewer, would tonight have felt as satisfying? If they just said he died off screen? No. I'm saying if they didn't show the rape scene. They didn't show the rape scene. Well, what you're saying to me. No, they... I mean, you you see Theon. You know it happens. Like, you're in the scene. Even though you don't actually see Ramsay raping her, you know what's going on, you hear it, you see Theon's reaction to it. Are you trying to justify the rape scene? I don't really get what you're yeah, asking here. essentially. I'm saying because you built that... No, I think Ramsay's a big enough piece of shit that it doesn't justify the rape scene. You could still talk about, like, you know, imply that it happened to her without, you know, actually showing it. And he's still a vicious piece of shit. So, and has been since, what, is it the second season or the third season? It's the second season, right? The end of it, where we find out, like, I mean, basically from the beginning of Ramsey. Whenever that was. Right. But, no, I don't think it justifies the rape scene. Because I don't think that's a whole... Another conversation. I'm just saying, I think it does add to tonight's... To the payoff. Okay. Agree to disagree, I guess. podcast use your words yeah you're right no i think it's just funny I, I, that what i was trying to explain was just not computing but that's no. right you didn't explain it very well i thought i explained it fine well that's nice that you thought that but anyway moving on watching ramsey get ripped apart by uh ravenous starving dogs was amazing though yes and as janky as the CG can sometimes be on this show, and there were parts where it was like, mm, come on, HBO, I thought the effects were great in this episode. I thought those yeah. long shots that are obviously composited um, of John on the battlefield with the horses racing past. and You had a lot of good use of soft focus mm-hmm. in this episode. Which you kind of you have to use when your budget isn't you know great. You don't want to have too much of a view in the background, but no, I thought they really got a good sense of scale. You really thought that Ramsey's army was much, much bigger than John's. Um, no, yeah, I thought the overall the effects were really good, and those shots of him, excuse me, on the battlefield, you know, just trying to fight and survive are really good. And yeah. like I said, that uh, one of him, yeah looking at his back, and you're seeing the horses charging toward him. Very evocative of the situation that he's in. You know, just very much like we're outmatched. Um, what is it? Outgunned, outmanned. Uh, whatever the Hamilton lyric is. But, yes. Don't you roll your eyes at me. What is that about? A monster. Um, yeah, but... Yeah, and it's... Uh, I think it teaches John a very important lesson that, you know, Sansa's not the little sister anymore. 
Yeah. She's been through a lot of bullshit, and she's very, very, you know, capable of offering, like, advice as well. Yes. Yeah, I think, you know, you see in the preview for next week, you know, John comes up to her and says, we have to trust each other. Right. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see what the fallout is of her withholding that information from him. Mm-hmm. Because um, I'm sure he will not see it. No, but I think way. if she comes in and she's just like, you know, I told you. I told you. This is what he was going to do. And you didn't listen to me. So I did what I had to do to make sure that we won this battle. Right. So, w- uh, I think, I will and, and presumably they'll be fine. No, for um, sure. No, I also, you can't, you, at this point, you can't have no, these no, riffs. No, 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 that's, we're coming together now, we're not drifting right. further apart. But I also think you're going to see... Uh, them dealing with the traitorous houses in the north that stood against them. That's true. That's so I think point. we're going to get a lot more Winterfell next episode than you're thinking. It's going to be more than just a couple check-ins. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's just so much that's got to happen in other places. There, there's a lot, and I'm not saying they're going to be long scenes, but I think we're going to get a fair amount of next week is going to be Winterfell. Right. Um... But so deeply satisfying, and uh, and get, watching Sansa actually like watch it, and she's about to turn her away. That's another great shot where she's at the bars of uh, it's the same pound where poor Fat Walda ate it. And what was that episode two or three? Yeah, Somewhere toward the beginning of the season, and she's at the bars and she's watching, and she almost turns away, and the bars are covering everything except for just kind of like the corner of her eye. And then she slowly moves back and she makes herself watch it for a couple more seconds. And then she turns away and she gets that little smirk on her face as he's screaming as his dogs are literally ripping his face off. Well, in his great, um, he's sitting there uh, tied to a chair, bleeding profusely. And he's just being like, no, my dogs are loyal. They would never do that. They would never attack me. And Sans is like, yeah, but then you starved him for seven days. Well, and her speech is great. Oh, yeah. No, I I would be really interested to see, because I know there are a lot of people who didn't like Sansa in those first couple seasons, which I didn't understand. She's just a typical teenage girl who's raised in this culture. Yes, she's an idiot. But who doesn't hate the typical teenage girl? No, but that's what her character is supposed to be. I know. So you hate the character. No, but people would just... Like, oh, why is she fucking useless? And blah, blah, blah. But that's what she's supposed to be, because it's a journey. She's supposed to learn about this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it'd be different if, you know, she was still an idiot, but... I think there have been a couple characters on the show who have suffered from uh, slow character development, um, in part because of um, the show pacing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Sansa, I think, is one of them. Because she went a really long time before kind of wisening up. I didn't even think it was that long. I think it was after the Battle of Blackwater. Where she really kind of started to be like, mm. Nah, I don't know. I don't know that I would agree with that. No, and I think there was a lot that she had to do in season two. I mean, she's stuck in this impossible situation. Like, remember when Tyrion comes in 
Joffrey's like having the Kingsguard beater, and then Tyrion comes in and is like, "What the fuck are you doing? What's the matter with you?" And you know he's talking to her as they're walking out, and um, he asks her, oh, "Are you still like okay with this betrothal?" And she tells him, "I'm loyal to King Joffrey," because she's trying to survive. She's learned enough that I need to keep my mouth shut around these fuckers because none of these people give a fuck about me. And I just need to do what I need to do to get through this. So maybe she's learned a little bit more about who to trust. Because you saw what happened with Littlefinger. And then she, you know, came around to Brienne. So, still learning, but uh, I, I don't know that I agree with you on that. I think she's been progressing quite a bit since the first season. I think she has come a long way. I think they wrote her into a weird hole. Um, I can't remember the end of what season it was, but uh, maybe four, um, where um, they're at the Airy, mm-hmm. and um, she comes down the stairs, and she looks like she's got Littlefinger wrapped around her finger. Well, I don't think that's a problem with the character. I think it's a problem with the way they had her dressed. Because she looks yes. like she's like getting up to some craft shit. And, yeah, I think that was more a problem with the presentation of the character. But that's the character. Not the character itself. But it is the character, because that's the way it's portrayed on the show. I mean, if you look at the books, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you, you know, you can't just make that I don't know, episode but I, disappear. No, well, oh, well, Jamie never raped uh, his sister. What are you talking about? You can totally make things disappear. I don't know. I, I think I disagree with you on that, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, very satisfying for her to yes get some. Oh, and the Starks to retake Winterfell. Watching the banner, the flayed man fall, and have the Stark banner get flapped over was awesome. It's like, oh, finally. Well, and the Boltons just overall. Well, they're being gone. Done. Right. Is... They got uh, reins of Castamere. Yes. Um, and we saw in the preview, speaking of the reins of Castamere, we saw in the preview for next week, Jamie at um, the twins. twins with the phrase, so we'll see what that's yeah, about. Yeah, I'm very interested to see what ends up happening there. Because, yeah. Because there's that whole question of the guest right. And that, and, like, Frey's having betrayed that at the behest of Tywin Lannister, but now that Tywin's dead, I'm very curious to see what Jamie ends up doing with that. Maybe he just kills them all. Hopefully. That'd be great. The Freys are terrible. The Freys are terrible, and they're white trash. They are the white trash of Game They are of the Westeros, uh, white trash. Yes. Very much so. Very much so. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know that there's that much left to talk about. I mean, we've been going on for about 40 minutes, but... Wow. Yeah. Uh, no, a very visually, um, Well, this was what they were saving up the budget for. Which, very, very obvious, and I thought it, it showed. It's the, uh, second to last episode, Bloodbath. Yes. Uh, exactly. Though I think we're gonna get some bloodshed next episode too. I would think so. Yeah, especially if these trials are happening now. 
Right. So, I, the, you know, what? how does the season end? I think you have to end on something with the White Walkers. I think that if it's the episode is called The Winds of Winter and we're moving into the end walk, the White Walkers have to be coming down into Westeros. Right. They gotta be coming down beyond the wall. It's just that simple. Uh, do you think it's any more than like the last minute of the episode, though? I don't know. I really don't. Because it's... I mean, you do have this... You have Winterfell back in the north, so we have a, a point of, you know, kind of viewership from there. So, and we do still have the folks up at the wall. Right. So we could see it through their eyes. Um, I, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. See, I would imagine that, like, hard home. You want to end on that Well, obviously, that, you want that to be your lasting evocative image. That's the same as the Night King. Raising his arms. I don't know why I'm doing that, because only Bob can see me raise my arms. And having all of the dead stand up. Oh, it's such a great episode. So, I think one of two things happens. Either Bran comes through at the beginning of the episode. Mm -hmm. um, and we get, you know, flashbacks to Tower of Joy or whatever. And then they don't really talk about it. Throughout the rest of the episode and at the end of the, the episode. the very ending, that's when right. it happens. Giving Bran time to actually <clears throat> get past the wall. Sure. Because if they're right on his heels... Which that they... Well, I don't know, because they're with Benjen now, so... Well, one thing that could be interesting is if... You know, Benjen says he can't go south of the wall. Well, if we see him able to go... Right. That could be... We know... Oh, oh shit. shit. Right. Right. Oh. Very interesting to look for. But it would also... Well, here, here's a question I'm going to pose. If it's Bran going south of the wall, and granted, they don't know this, but... And I guess if they don't know it, that kind of renders the question moot. But if he does, why would you go south of the wall? I don't think they've built up the importance of the Three-Eyed Raven enough. Because I still... Well, we still don't really know it's the Three-Eyed Raven's purpose. What's the point? Right, exactly. So if you staying north of the Wall is going to keep the Wall up and keep the people south of the Wall safe, you stay north of that fucking Wall. But I don't think Bran knows that. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I said that. It kind of renders the question moot, but right. I'm to ask it anyway, so... Right. Yeah. 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 Now, it, the Three-Eyed Raven stuff just pisses me off. Well, because there was no reason to skip it all last season. You could have taken some time and explained some of it. Now, here is another question for you. Do we check in with Doran next episode? No. No? <laughs> Not a chance. Not a chance? I, what? I just don't understand. Well, why did you even bother then? Unless you... the Dornish show up to make sure Cersei faces trial. How would they even know, though, that she's know. going through it? I don't know. I mean, I almost feel like you could have rolled up um, all the Dorn stuff into a different house. That's what it, fe it feels like. Well, and we're going to wander over into 
the realm of the books for a moment. Which is fine. Um, so in the books, uh, there is another descendant of Rhaegar, mm-hmm. um, a son, who has been hidden uh, from the world. Uh, what's his name? I can't remember. Aegon or whatever? Something like that. Yeah. Some stupid Aegean. Targaryen. I don't know. Can't, well, you can't pronounce anything no. on this show. Or remember anything. No. So he's... We suck. We're a horrible podcast. We are. Um, Sorry, guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, they're, they're going... I think they end up landing in Dorne. Well, right. There's a lot of other stuff that's happening in Dorne. In the books. Right. But so, I think they've cut a lot of that for time but then it's like then why not just cut it all and have like Elia well, what are the seven kingdoms well Dorne is included in the seven Dorne kingdoms. is one of them yeah the Iron Islands Bob you're right you, you just said that we don't remember anything it's the north right right um the trident yes the reach the reach yeah Okay. Dorn. And I've already forgotten, like, the ones that I mentioned, so. <laughs> Hold on. We're gonna... Um, the Kingdom of the North. Mm-hmm. The Mountain and the Vale. Sure. The Isles and the Rivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kingdom of the Rock. Yep. Kingdom of Stormlands. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kingdom of the Reach. Sure. And the Principality of Dorn. So, I, I I don't know. I just think that I mean you had that really cool character in the Red Viper, and then you did nothing after that. It was like okay, so. Well, I think. I mean, the problem is Dorn is one of the seven, and all of the others are covered in the show. Well, so okay then, but you can cover it better. Oh, I agree. They should be doing something. Right. We should have gotten a check-in at some point during the season. Yes. Uh, I mean, I don't ultimately care, because I think the door stuff on the show is kind of garbage, and I'm not really interested. So, whatever. If you just want to check in, like, once a season, be like, we're still here. Whatever. Okay, cool. Don't care. Right. Uh, I, I don't know. It's just... I'm interested to see what they do with it, to try and make them relevant, but... At this point? Unless they get involved... I don't know. Because, I mean... Well... We know the mountain... Well, I don't know if they think the mountain is still alive, but... He's kind of still alive. Undead, if you will. Um... And, I mean, Cersei and Jaime and... For all they know, Tyrion are still around. Right. So there are still Lannisters out there. I don't know. Yeah. Dorn is a pain in the butt. Well, we'll see. If they'll see if they talk about it next episode. Do you think we see Arya land in Westeros? Perhaps. Do you think we see Danny getting on her ships? I don't think so. No. I don't think she sails until the beginning of next season. <coughs> okay. Uh, and that 
that does lead to a possibility that I don't like the idea of. And that is having to fight Euron before getting the Westeros. I mean, she might have to if she's decided that she's throwing in with... Um... However, if they fight in Valyria, you could get a lot of lore. That could be interesting. Mm -hmm. But it needs to be quick. Get through it. Right. Well, like, <laughs> I mean, the setup for um, the Battle of Slaver's Bay was last episode, what, a couple minutes? And we've resolved that rather quickly this episode. Yeah. I think you could see, here's what they said, they're saying, what, two, six episode seasons? They're thinking. I don't think anything's been confirmed yet, but it's it'll kind be... Of, yeah. It'll be like the last season of The Sopranos. It'll be a season A, part A, part B. Right. What Which is I think, kind of bullshit, but whatever. What I think you could see is the first half of that being Danny on her way back to Westeros. Mm -hmm. um, probably having to fight Euron. Um, and then um, A ends with her landing in Westeros. To turn the tide in a war that Westeros is losing badly. Mm-hmm. Because the White Walkers have... Are destroying everything. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. We're going to have to see how next episode ends. And then hopefully we'll get news shortly about what's going on for, like, final season or seasons. Because I just feel with the way that we've had that pedal to the metal... We don't have much left. No, there's not. So, she's definitely leaving. Shortly. Shortly. I think it may take her there first. Have to get there. Um, and I... So, here... here here's a, another question. Are... Where do you think... The final battle against the White Walkers takes place. I don't know. I'm not sure. Because I guess it all depends on how the battle goes. Because they've all, like, what John's been saying this last couple episodes is we need to keep Winter, we need to retake Winterfell so we can have that as kind of our base to fight against the walkers. Now if Winterfell falls... I don't know where you go. You have to go south. Well, obviously. But where? I mean, Harrenhal has always kind of been like, you know, really kind of a touch point for the show. And it's supposed to be huge. Right. So I guess in theory, you could go there because it's said to be impenetrable to anything except for dragons. Um, you could pull back all the way to King's Landing, but we don't know if that's going to be standing after the end of this season. Right. So I'm not sure. I really don't know. Yeah. So on those uh, unanswered questions, I think we will just have to wait until next week for the finale. Yep. And then uh, hopefully we get some news about uh, the actual book, Winds of Winter, sooner rather than later. Yeah. I really... Well, it's been five years, as we said... Multiple times. In an earlier podcast. We've got Dance with Dragons sitting right here. And, yeah, it's it's been a minute. 
Yeah. And I mean, I think we're at an interest. It is kind of an interesting place we're at because everyone's on the same page now. What are you know the book people know things that don't that TV people don't won't necessarily know just mm-hmm. because there's more covered in the books. Right. But um, I don't. I think every storyline at this point is now off book. Off book. Oh, I see what you mean. Right. So, as viewers. We're all seeing new. Everything we're seeing is new. So, on that, uh, I think we'll actually wrap up a few minutes early. I know. Shocking for us. Um, <laughs> where can the good people find you, Bob? The good people can find me on Twitter, at the new Time Lord, or on Instagram, at bhenny22. Oh, there you go. That's right. It is. I did check. I did check it, it. Gave it a check. That's right. And you can find me uh, at Lady Near the Lake. That's pretty much uh, my handle in uh, most places. So uh, you can find me there on Twitter, Instagram, wherever. Um, and yeah. So we will be back with the big finale uh, next episode. I'm sure that'll be a bit longer than this one. And then, um, like we said, we are going to. Do a rewatch of the season or the series up until this last season to get us kind of ready for uh, episodes next year, and then we also have some side podcasts or some side uh, episodes that we're going to do. We were thinking of just creating another podcast, but they were like, "We already have this one." So um, there are some movies, a specific movie coming out this week. That uh, Mr. Bob is very, very interested in seeing. It's going to be garbage, but oh, it's going to be so bad. That's never stopped us before. That and if you do, you're not sure what we're referring to, um, it is the sequel to the greatest movie ever made about the Fourth of July. I don't even think that's true. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a nice way to try and qualify it, but I'm pretty sure. Independence Day is a national treasure. Sure it is, honey. Sure it is. But anyway, so yes, we will be doing some side gigs, so if you see some stuff on the feed that is not uh, Game of Thrones related, do not freak out. We are still uh, keeping with the thrones, but we will be doing some other side stuff too once this season is done. Probably before that, because the stupid movie comes out this week, I believe. It does come out on Thursday. So we will be podcasting about that. Maybe we'll hold the... Eh, I don't know. We'll throw the episode up whenever. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But uh, we are going to go to bed because we have been up since the ass crack of dawn this morning. And we both have to go to work tomorrow, which really, really fucking sucks. Right? So uh, we bid all of you good people a lovely Sunday night, and we will talk to you next week. Have a good one. This has been a Confanger Shark production.